Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yo yo, what's up? What's up? My name is Superfan Mark. This is Cinescare. We're going out like a deer running through the forest. Getting hit by trees or cars. I ain't a rapper. Welcome to the Cinescare podcast. I am one of your hosts, Matt Speak. And I am also one of your hosts, Joe Jans. And with us, as always, is the super fan, uh, aka Rap Meister Mark, or Marky Mark, uh, Mr. Mark Biscati. It's so cringe. It's really, really, really cringe. And with us, as always, as well, is. Film critic from JoeBlow.com, Mr. James Oster, Jimmy O. I think it's impressive that he actually makes Vanilla Ice sound really good. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, good for no. you. Uh, vanilla he Ice might, is, isn't too bad. He might be better than He Who Shall Not Be Named. By yeah. the way, I got to admit, it took a lot of work and a lot of research, and it was a huge pain in the ass, but that intro, that rap that you made, is now my official ringtone. Did Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Are yeah. you serious? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Joe. And it's awesome. Get... I like this is the first time in years I don't have my phone on vibrate all the time. Wow. Yeah. Dear you God. just want to hear your voice, Mark. You guys should call me. Yeah. <laughs> I'll call you. The, the only yeah. thing I'm impressed by that rap is that I actually kind of did it to the music. <laughs> That's I think it. It's... It it was I'm not odd. That if you, I, and I had people ask if if uh, if we planned that or if we recorded that ahead of time, I was like, no, that no. was all just completely spontaneous. Somehow it worked horribly and perfectly. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. there's there's Joe's ringtone. Dear God, Joe. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. That's really yeah. good. See, that's proof. Wow. Yeah. Wow. God. Uh, all right. Well. That is another week. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Folks. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Joe, inquiring minds want to know what you've watched this week that uh, was not theme related. Matt, you might not be aware of this, but I actually watched some other films that had nothing to do with the theme. Oh. Uh, first of which was apparently a film that you recommended to me years ago, uh, mm-hmm. The Deeper You Dig from oh, yeah. 2020 on Shutter. Mm-hmm. This is one of those Adams family movies, the same uh, family that did Hellbender. Yep. Uh, I got to say great cinematography, great acting, decent storyline. Uh, I cannot find a whole lot of faults with this. It was a very decently paced movie. It kind of keeps you guessing. Um, I, I really like this. People should watch this. It's uh about a girl that gets hit by a car by a local contractor and the mother who's kind of a uh what would you uh she reads tarot cards Mm -hmm. i guess for a living she's uh, trying to track down her daughter who is coming back and scaring the daylights out of the guy that uh ran her over with the car um but you guys should watch this this was good I'm, i'm actually taking one of matt's recommendations and i totally forgot for the record that matt recommended this but i watched it anyway uh second film i watched this was not a recommendation by Matt. This is one of those ones that I found off of TikTok. It's called Banshee Chapter from 2013. It was on Shutter. 
This is, it starts off as a found footage film. It's about a college kid who learns about some sort of drug that the government created to sort of expand your mind or had something to do with mind control. Anyway, he gets his hands on it and he takes it. And the next thing you know, he disappears and his friend from college or coworker or something tries to track him down. And this really starts off as a found footage film. However, it forgets about half an hour into it that it is found footage because next thing you know, all these camera shots are occurring and there's nobody else in the scene that could possibly be holding the camera. You know, they skip that one little part about having a found footage film, which is coming up with a reason for someone to have a camera nearby. Mm. Uh, this movie does have Ted Levine or Levine in it. You guys oh. would know him as Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. He plays a Hunter S. Thompson ripoff in it. Uh, you know, he's one of those authors real into mind expanding drugs and whatnot. This movie had a couple, like three, maybe total jump scares in it. Other than that, it's really not worth watching. Uh, I wouldn't even say that I'm putting this down because it's found footage. It's just, it was really kind of long and boring. Hmm. Uh, two other things. I started watching Rip Slasher, or I'm sorry, Ripper Slasher, which is the new Slasher, uh, yeah. slasher film uh, or uh series i should say that's on shutter the new season yeah correct uh i didn't i like i said i only watched one episode of it i think episodes one and two are out for this season but i didn't care for it what kept sucking me out of it is this is supposed to be a period piece with jack the ripper but it's very contemporary uh contemporary like they're trying contemporary i don't know what word i'm trying to say anyway too contemporary um, it just is so much to the point that it just completely takes you out of it. I don't know if I'm going to give episode, I'll probably give episode two a shot, but that's yeah. Episode I, two is really going to have to impress me to go any further. I, I had the, uh, the, like walking pneumonia several years ago and I watched the first couple of seasons that I binged it, but I was sort of in and out of like a fevered <laughs> state. But I remember that there were some, it was a big mixture of some really graphic violence and great gore and, and kind of brutal. And then like a weird, almost, um, I, I guess almost like uh, melodrama. It, it's really, it's kind of, it was a strange balance. Season one, I kind of liked season two was okay. Uh, season three, I don't remember at all. I think I slept through most of it, but, uh, I, and then so you're saying I, it's better if I'm in a fever dream, if you're in a fever, this. it might be better. Maybe. I okay. I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Uh, lastly, the last thing I watched just because it popped up on Netflix was the 2011 version, I guess, prequel of the thing with, oh. uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead. And mm -hmm. I gotta say, I, I think this is maybe the third or fourth time that I watched it. It I keep finding new things that I like in it. It's it's really a solid prequel in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, the only things that I, I I'm not a huge fan of the spaceship towards the end. Um, I don't know why. Like I think it's it's making it too sci-fi for me. I would prefer it just. Uh, he not have this gargantuan spaceship that's buried under the ice, but I'm, you know, they had to get here somehow. And if that's the worst thing I have to say about it, then it's a fantastic film. Well, um, and nobody had that giant hat in it. So, right. 
which that sucks. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I could I could rewatch that movie a bunch of times. Actually, I'd what I need to do is watch that and then put on John Carpenter's The Thing and uh, yeah, just get the full complete story. But that's the, I, other than Servant. I, I think I'm midway through season three on that. Yeah. Um, still good. Still loving it. So that's about it. Awesome. Uh, Jimmy, any uh, recent horror movie v- viewings that you've seen? I haven't seen much, obviously. Not by what I'm wearing. No, I, I can talk about them, too. I think be they're open on, uh, on social media. So I saw um, Bo is Afraid, which is coming out Friday. Which is obviously Ari Aster's latest, uh, *Hereditary* and *Midsummer*. Uh, this is nothing like those two movies. I can't. I don't want to tell you much. It's just wild and weird, and I think it's excellent. But I think it's going to freak a lot of people out. It's uh, it's very funny, hmm. but it's also very weird, very unnerving, very unsettling, and very sad. Gal- hmm. it's a, it, it, Joaquin Phoenix is fantastic. The all the cast is really good. It's really an and it was, Nathan Lane was particularly good. Him and Amy Ryan are really good. It's there's such a weird, a very Kafkaesque kind of adventure, but like very fascinating, very fascinating film. It, three times the charm for that that, that director is very. It's not going to p- please everybody, but I, I thought it was terrific. Oh, and yes, I saw a little movie called Evil Dead Rise. Mm-hmm, um, nice, which. Uh, you know, I think we've talked, we probably talked on this about how it's a pretty solid series. Oh, yeah. Still a solid series. Well, I think Still we've talked about, series. I think we've talked about at least two or three of the movies on this. Yeah. Uh, we, watched, we watched the first one, I think, for one of the picks and we watched, oh, no, we didn't we do it for your, uh, Who Wore It Better, maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it was Who Wore It Better, I believe, right, Joe? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. I, yes. I um I'm not sure if that was one of them or not. Uh, it was it was Evil Dead 2 and uh the remake is what we Oh, did. it was Evil Dead 2. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. So Evil Dead Rise, I won't say much, but I will say that fans of Evil I, I didn't like as much as the remake. I think the remake is phenomenal. I it's really a great film. It's a great film, but it's pretty damn good. It's pretty goddamn good, and it, it's tense. It's exciting. It's it's unnerving. It's ooh, there's some real gross out moments, and they got a cool you know sweatshirt out of it. So there there you go. I, I really like cool. yeah, good a couple of really interesting good films. Uh, I, I recommend both. Nice, yeah. uh, Mark. Anything recent you watched? Uh, speaking of uh, Ripper films that um, Joe watched, um, I watched a 19, 1988 film called Jack's Back um, <laughs> on Tubi with uh, starring James Spader. Uh, a serial killer in Los Angeles uh, celebrates Jack the Ripper's 100th uh, birthday by uh, committing similar uh, murders. James Spader plays twins in this uh, movie. Uh, one of the twins is murdered, and the other twin tries to find out the copycat uh, murderer. It, it was it, it was it was an okay film, you know, for like 1988. Uh, I always rem- remember the poster, and uh, it was nice to see uh, James Spader uh, not as a villain but as uh, the hero in the film. Uh, it was it was quite good. Um, I also watched uh, Poltergeist uh, 2015, the remake, uh, for the first time. 
And uh, that's starring uh, Sam Rockwell. Man, that was a hard movie to get through. Uh, it's so unoriginal. It's not scary. Uh, the, the, you didn't fall in love with the family like you did with the uh, with the original, like you did with the original. And uh, yeah, it was really hard to get through. So so that was a bummer. Um, and that's pretty much it. I'm 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 about ready to get started on Yellow Jackets again, which I'm excited about. And uh, had, has anybody uh, started Yellow Jackets uh, second season? I believe. Yeah, yeah, I've, I'm I'm caught up on it. Yeah, what what do you think so far? It's good. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm with it, and interested to see where it goes. But yeah, it's very interesting, and uh, I, you know, I'm kind of very curious about where it's going to wind up. But yeah, it's good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. That's it. All right. Um, yeah, I didn't watch much either. I did get to see a special screening of Malum here in Burbank and, uh, the director was there and a lot of the cast was there. In fact, I think, I think it was very much mostly people who worked on the movie actors in the movie and the director. And I, I think it was, uh, it was an early screening and we just got tickets for it. And it was, I, I liked it. This again is a remake of the movie Night or no Night the Night Shift right or no Last the last, last Shift the the Last Shift and it's uh the it, it's very unusual because this director he did this he did the Last Shift I think it was like 2017 if I'm not mistaken about six years ago and he got a bigger budget he got more money. And instead of just doing a new movie, he decided to remake the first movie he did only with in the way that he really wanted to do it. And apparently I heard an interview with him and I guess he's worked a lot with Clive Barker. So you could definitely see a lot of Clive Barker in this new movie. There's even almost Cenobites in it, not really Cenobites, but the creatures that, that start coming towards the end as it gets into this sort of fever dream situation. We're almost like Cenobites. Um, but it, it's uh it's a recast. It's not the same. I, I really liked the main girl from the first one. I still, I think I might like the main girl from the first one a little better than the new one. Uh, but she's fine. The, this new girl's uh, the new actress is fine too. Uh, it's about a rookie police officer who willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. And there's sort of a haunting thing, sort of a possession thing, and this cult thing. It's 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 well done, very tense. I do think that people who has have not seen the first one are going to love this. I you know when you see this one, you're going to be comparing. And I really, I liked the spare quality to the first one so much. And I think Joe really liked it as well. Um, but this is really good. And it's definitely, it ups the ante on the gore, ups the ante on the on a lot of the um, effects and that sort of thing. So it's definitely bloodier. It's it's just more, more of everything. Uh, and also they leave, it, it doesn't, it's not, they don't leave the station once they get there, but there, there are scenes outside the station before. What are you laughing about, Mark? Oh, I don't know. You were smiling. I thought you were had something to say. Um, no, I'm, I'm smiling. I'm listening. Oh, you're so entertaining, man. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. And 
I think, oh, the only other thing I want to mention, it's not really horror, but one of the movies that Jimmy recommended uh, was the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And I, I just want to mention that uh, I think Mark liked this one too. I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I had a just a blast with this thing. I thought it was a lot of fun. It's a great adventure. Uh, it's certainly not horror, but you know, I, I, I listened to another podcast. It's a horror podcast, uh, all colors of the dark. And one of the hosts of that said, and, and I, I think this is a pretty good point that younger kids would find this almost like a horror movie, like a, a younger kid. And it might be almost like a gateway kind of thing for them. Um, and, and I get, I guess I get that there's some, certainly some demons in it and that sort of thing, but, well, um, Matt, it's, it's more, more horror than some movies that we could talk about. <laughs> for sure, that's true. That's very we're much not, true. We're yeah. not starting already. We're not that starting already. very much true. Um, I, I think if that's going to be a gateway into anything, it would be into the Marvel cinematic universe because I don't I like, like Dungeons and, yeah. and Dragons. But I liked it a lot better when they called it the Avengers. Yeah, Joe always has something like that to say. I well, I, 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 I saw. I like want to point out one shot that is very much like an Avengers shot. Other than that, it's nothing like oh, the Avengers. I can I can think of at least two off the top of my head when they're all uh, getting surrounded and they're all back to back with each right, other. And that one that, for sure. That, yeah, and, and then of that course, shot's never been done before. Yeah, it's never and been done of, before. And then, of course, yeah. when uh, the uh, the constant beating of the bad guy by that Doric, yeah, yeah, that that reminded I mean, that's, me of that's that's Hulk and Loki. That's, that's yeah. That, I mean, there are they probably just that, used the same program file to do all the the computer graphics for that, and they just swapped out one character oh, for another. Geez, oh, jeez, yeah, I don't know about it that, was but pre- shot from shot. But the, it, aside from that, it's nothing like the avengers um it's a fun movie it's a really it was a movie i i will a lot of deep digs a lot of deep digs do you guys do you guys like notice like on joe what he's so joe's like picture he's got nothing in the background he looks like he's in an interrogation room kind of doesn't he (laughs) it sounds like there's these are my new digs there's there's an echo in the room and it sounds like you've got nothing in there to buffer the sound at all i'm sorry matt i can prove it See, there's just there's nothing, nothing in the room. room. Oh He's got God. cinder yeah. blocks in there or you something. Put up yeah. Like a blanket behind you or something. No, this is like, this is where I go to get work done. It is so peaceful and tranquil and serene. But the sound yeah, is I like love bouncing it. around. I'll, um, I'll throw a rug. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. That's that's kind of what I was smiling about. It's going. Oh, Joe looks okay. like he just got like <laughs> handcuffed or something for murder, yep. and he's like getting interrogated because he looked so miserable when you were talking, and he's like, but, uh, "Joe's in an interrogation room." Yeah, it does no, look like somebody's got the, the light on him. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I guess that's it. I don't. There's nothing else I saw that I care to mention. So. Um, we can move on to Mark's pick. Go, Mark. Go, Mark. No, I'm not. I can't do it. Everybody, look around. Everybody, look around. Can't you see? I'm nice and safe and sound. I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I can't. Yeah, I can't do it no, again. No. I can't. I can't I do it again. God, that's okay. another ringtone. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week is Mark's uh, pick, and it was, uh, well, what was the title that you came up with this, Mark? 
Uh, writer's chopping block. And hand to God, um, look, I understand most of these films that I picked, they're not that scary. They're, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, there's there's not many jump scares in these films that I picked. Um, there's a couple, there's, I think there's like three films I didn't see. I didn't see Secret Window. I didn't see The Dark Half. And, um, uh, and I didn't see In the Mouth of Madness. Those are the three films I didn't see. You'd never, you'd never seen Secret Window? No, no, oh, okay. no. I thought you had. No, no. Um, so those, and that's kind of like why I picked it because I always wanted to see it and it fell into the category. But, uh, yeah, I picked this uh, topic because of, uh, reading Matt's novel, The Last House, last summer. And I probably haven't read a book in over 20 years. So when Matt asked us to read his novel for an episode, I was pretty reluctant about it. For one, what if it sucked? You know, that was the worst case scenario, you know, where you read your friend's book and it, wasn't any good, and then you had to, you know, discuss it on a podcast with the author. But thankfully, oh, the last a lot house. Of faith in Matt. Well, no, I mean, I don't. <laughs> I I didn't know. So thankfully, the last house exceeded all my expectations, and I found myself enjoying reading again. And while reading it, it brought me back to the eighties when I read Stephen King books such as Night Shift and Misery, and I realized Stephen King had a lot of author-related stories, and I thought. That would be a good topic, you know, besides, you know, one of my favorite horror movies was in that topic, which was Misery. So, you know, I thought it would be a great topic. And I was always thinking to myself, you know, thinking, oh, I'll do it this time. But then I wanted to do that. And then but I I think it's a really great topic to do. So, um, yeah. Um, So are we ready to crack those fingers and sharpen those black beauty pencils or? Yeah, let's do it. Let's Let's do do it. it. Ooh, cheese, Joe. Joe, wow, you can do that. Just Joe's, what the Joe's cracking fuck? his knuckles just by making. Stop! Tricks. That is so. Oh, you're like a poster child for early. How do you do that? What? Whatever the... it's. <laughs> you just That's did his shoulder too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I, you guys can probably hear this out there in the audience, <laughs> but Joe is just—he's cracking his knuckles by just making fists. Mm-hmm. That's it. I've never seen that before. Oh, that's weird. Ugh. That's frightening. Did we lose? Did we lose Jimmy? Yeah, Jimmy's back. He'll come he, back. He got cut out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, well, let's start. Uh, it's called uh, "In the Mouth of Madness." We're going to start with that one first. Uh, Nineteen ninety-four. Uh, Jimmy sh- have to say? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> let's go to him first. Who knows? Uh, an insurance investigator is hired to find a missing horror author named Sutter Kane, who's book seems to corrupt and make people go insane by reading them. Uh, directed by John Carpenter, had no idea. Uh, starring Sam Neill, Julie Carmen, David Warner from The Amazing Tron, and holy shit, Charleston Heston. Uh, that was uh, weird to see him. I, I, I can't remember the last time I saw Charlton Heston in a film besides Planet of the Apes and The Ten Commandments. So um, that was interesting to see. Uh, this film has a surprising high score of a 7.1 out of 10 uh, on the IMDb rating. And uh, this is Carpenter's third film of his apocalyptic uh, trilogy. The first being The Thing, then The Prince of Darkness. And uh, a little Star Wars reference. This is Hayden Christensen's uh debut in film as a paperboy at the end of this film. I don't know if you noticed uh, Hayden Christensen. Um but uh, 
this film to me was uh, a little hard to get through. Um, I wasn't really uh, enjoying it for a while until like the end when things started getting explained, you know, with the, the pages and him being part of the book and he's being written. I wish they uh, started a little bit earlier with this film um, with that premise instead of the very end. Cause then it got really interesting, but then the film just ended. So um, yeah, it was, I didn't think it was that scary. I thought it was a little bit ridiculous with Doberman Pinchers. Um, it's a def definite definite '90s film, but I was really surprised by uh, how high the score was, and so many people love this film. So uh, we're going to start off with Mr. Matt speak with this. Yeah, I like the I like this movie. Uh, I I remember seeing it when it first came out, and I really liked it. And I I don't think it's great myself. I mean, I don't think it's certainly one of uh, John Carpenter's best movies, but I'd put it maybe in his top five. Uh, I like the, you know, it's definitely has a lot of, um, uh, HP Lovecraft references and it's, it's very much based on a lot of those HP Lovecraft stories. Uh, and of course I love some Sam Neill, love me some Sam Neill, love me some Jerkin Prochnow or whatever his name is. I, I can't pronounce it. Um, but I think, uh, this was also, uh, John Carpenter considers this a, um, uh, a trilogy. It's the last of a trilogy of his that he called the Apocalypse Trilogy, which started with The Thing, then moved on to Prince of Darkness, and then uh, In the Mouth of Madness. Well, I don't necessarily see The Thing in this, but you yeah, know, no. I, I, I mean, I don't see, I, not in this, but I don't see how The Thing, I can see how Prince of Darkness is con connected to this, because it has that kind of, uh, you know, something coming uh from uh, an object sort of thing or from a story um, and, and the dark, you know, like an evil ed entity coming to earth, like from a hell dimension kind of idea. The thing doesn't have that. It's an alien thing. So I'm not sure why he calls it that, but I, that's what he refers to it as. Um, yeah. Hayden Christensen. Um, the, another reference to HP Lovecraft was the hotel owner's name is Pickman which is after Pickman's model, which was also, we, we saw that episode from, from uh, Guillermo. Cabinet of the, yeah, the yeah, cabinet, cabinet of curiosities. Of curiosities, right. Uh, French film mag, Cat, I, I can't pronounce this, Cahir du Cinema listed this as one of the 10 best movies, not just horror, 10 best movies of 1995. Uh, during the end credits, uh, uh, the only, oh, oh, during the end credits, and I'm not quite sure why they did this, but during the end credits, only character actors' names appear. None of the main actors' names are in the end credits. I noticed that. I'm not that. sure why. Did that have something to do with the story? Um, I don't, I'm not quite sure why they did it that way. But, um, And then at the very end, and I did not notice this, so I went back and, and watched it when, when I was doing research. I read this. Uh, there, you know how they do a kind of a, it, it'll say that the humane society oversaw this and no animals were harmed in the, in the film after mm -hmm. that message, it says human interactions monitored by intergalactic intergalactic psychiatric Institute. The body count was high. 
casualties heavy <laughs> and that's just a little it's just a little thing you could barely even see at the very end of the movie uh, during the end of the credits yeah uh but it it is one that i like i i don't love it it's not one of my favorite uh john carpenters but i appreciate it i i would i'd love to um I, I wish it, it, I'd love to have seen this be a little more polished though. And I think sometimes the, the story gets a bit, bit disjointed, but um, I still appreciate it. And I, I thought it was interesting. So. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, what do you think? I was thrilled that Vigo from Ghostbusters two was in this. Cause I don't think that guy, he had a very interesting career. I think is it will Wilhelm Avon Omberg. Uh, do you guys know who I'm talking about? No. He was, when they got to the church and the dogs were coming out, he was part oh, of that group yeah. of uh, locals. And he, he appears with Sam Neill later on in a bar. But um, in Ghostbusters 2, there yeah. was that painting of Vigo. And that's yeah, the actor that's him. that played Vigo. And I just, it was a deep dive, but I liked it. Um, that. Sam Neill is dressed to the nines for a freelance insurance investigator. I don't know what those guys get paid, but I mean, he's just living high on the hog. Um, <laughs> that office that he goes to, that publishing company, I've worked in publishing companies. That is the busiest office I've ever seen in my life. That's like busier than the New York Stock Exchange. I couldn't believe the people wandering all over that place with like uh, ad proofs of things and, you know, like, <laughs> got to make our deadlines. No. Uh, it was way over the top, way 80s, 90s. Um, was that when you the, were getting rid of uh, the breasts, you know, removing breasts? Yeah. Well, no, that wasn't. Or bras. Or... Anybody, but, oh, yeah. No, it was, it was nipples, but <laughs> nipples. that never actually happened. Uh, just in Matt's head. Um, God, I believe that. Anyway. I swear the, that happened. I swear. <laughs> I. It's like one of those. It was uh, something what, I aspired to. Uh, it was it was one who, of those fever those dreams that Matt listen, has. Who didn't listen to the podcast back in 2020? Uh, I mentioned what actually when Zara Mahler was here as a guest, I mentioned the fact that Joe was a graphic designer in Chicago for Sears catalog. And that hit one of his jobs was to erase nipples from the bra ads. And apparently Joe totally doesn't remember having done that. No. And I'll go back and check my portfolio, but I don't think there's any nippleless bra shots in there. I would think, yeah, I would remember. remember staring at nipples all day, but maybe, not. but I mean, if you would feel better for actual physical proof, I could go back and look. I'd feel and better Matt, for stories. I can tell people. <laughs> Matt told you can me tell this. him I'm, I'm okay with that. When I was roommates with Matt, Matt told me that's what Joe did for a living. And I 100% like bought it. I was just like, yeah, my family. My gosh, really what a proud. job. I've been yeah. telling this story uh, yeah. for decades. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, speaking of stories, uh, bad ones. Um, that Linda Stiles in this, uh, when she came on in the publishing house or in the, in the office, I have this note that says, I bet you sooner or later that girl's going to let her hair down and take her glasses off and she's going to be a real knockout. And sure enough, I nailed it. That just happens all the time in the big cities. Um, I thought it was really funny that Sam Neill. Thank you. 
I thought it was really funny that Sam Neill and Styles are driving along and she's dead asleep. And Sam Neill reaches over to his glove compartment and pulls out a clown horn <laughs> because everybody's got one of those in their in their glove compartment now. Hey, if you don't, you're missing out. Yeah. Um, I thought it and, was and then, really. You know, the, the other thing is, how long did he wait to be able to have an opportunity to pull it out? Yeah. at Just the right moment. He probably put it in the glove compartment when he bought the vehicle. You know, like, sooner yeah. or later, one of these days Some, I'm going to need this. One of these this. days I'm going to have a moment. <laughs> um, I, I also wanted to comment on Sutter Kane um, when he was it like takes off his jacket or there's another person like on. He's basically Quado from Total Recall, the Schwarzenegger movie. Yeah, when he had the other beast on him. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah, lots of lots of H.P. Lovecraft influences on there. Um, I loved God, the, I loved the the shot of Sam Neill though with the crucifixes all over his face and everything. I, I just yeah. think it's so amazing. Um, I thought it was weird that when he's in the car and he's trying to escape that town, um, he has no problem driving as fast as he can through a mob of total strangers. But the minute Styles is anywhere near the car, he just has to, you know, break and get into another accident. Um, I don't know. It was yeah. I I, 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 I say drive through, drive through. Yeah. Her. My <laughs> my biggest problem with this film is the ending. I think it's um, weak. I think it was cheap and easy. This whole just staring at a movie screen of what's going on, and I didn't feel like it was wrapped up very well. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just laughing at a screen uh, with, you know, the, the movie of his life that he's watching now. Hmm. I thought there could have been more resolution than that. I mean, we're just all supposed to accept that this is the way life is. And basically it's, you know, it's the apocalypse. Well, I, 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 I thought that when he was watching the movie, it was basically now that everyone's watching the film who didn't read the book, they're going to go insane too. And that's why he was laughing. He's going, the whole world is just absolutely fucked. I thought that's when he just went really mad at that point too. Right? Yeah. But he's supposed to be our hero too. Mm, yeah. It's not very heroic. He just sort of gives up on society. Well, what is well, he supposed I mean, to do? He's just a character. But that's the ending though. That's just the way it, it, I mean, it's not a happy ending. No, that's why I didn't care for it. I needed a neat little bow. You have you know? to have a bow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If yeah, it's I, not I the mist, liked, I, I want a happy the ending. Did. Yeah. yeah, so I like did I. Kinds. Yeah. I wanted a big musical number at the end or something. I don't know. The ending just didn't do it for me. Hmm. Okay. All right. Jimmy, well, what do you think? Yeah, Jim. <laughs> James. James? Did, no? I'm not sure where he is. I haven't heard from him. <laughs> James? But, uh, I think he fell off face of the earth. Uh, did he text you, Joe? Or no, he, but no, Jimmy, if you're listening, text. if you're All listening out there, Jimmy, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jimmy's birthday once again. All right, Mark. Well, what's the next movie? Yeah, James says, frozen completely. I only hear and see Matt. I'm yeah. going to jump back in. And then he's just gone. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we'll move on to um, the 1993 um the Dark Half, we're going to hit that one. Uh, when a writer, Thad Beaumont, fictional alter ego uh, called George Stark, wants to take over, bad things happen to uh, Thad's friends and acquaintances around him. 
um, starring uh, Timothy Hunt Hutton, uh, Michael Rooker, which I was surprised about, and uh, and Amy Madigan. Oh, and Jimmy's jo- back. Oh, hi, James. Hi. I heard you guys the whole time I was there. I thought you saw me. Like, I was waiting. I was like, oh, huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then you guys were like, oh, where's Jimmy? I thought you were joking for a second. I'm like, oh, fuck. And he- <laughs> Let me know. <laughs> <do that. laughs> Sorry about that. All right. Well, we've moved on to the next film. <laughs> no, what do you think? Yeah, what did you think of In the Mouth of Madness? I everything uh, you said, Matt. I agreed with it. Yes, I heard all this. Uh, I, I thought it. I, I actually like it a little less than you. I wouldn't put it top five of uh, Carpenters. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's uh, an interesting attempt, but it felt like he he as as much as I love Carpenter, he has a couple of movies I just eh, like vampires. Well, I mean, yeah, they're just not. They I feel know. like well, that's what I mean, here. Jimmy. Is that yeah. I mean, wh- when you get out of top five, what 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 else is there with? I mean. There's Halloween, the the thing. Halloween, the fog, Prince the of fog, Darkness, Prince of Darkness. I would put Christine over this. One. They live. Like yeah, they Christ- live. Yeah, okay. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Christine over this. Yeah, film. yeah. yeah. put this in the. I mean, it's better than some of his films. Like it's, but there's also like I would put Starman over this. Not a horror film, but I think it's a fantastic film. I've never seen yeah. Starman. Oh, you're missing out. It's a good movie. That's yeah, a, that was a good one. But that's not a horror film, is it? No, no. Yeah, but I'm, I, that's why I specific, specified that he's made some other movies that aren't horror that I actually yeah. really like too. I think Starman, Starman has a very sci-fi ET vibe, which is cool. But yeah, no, it's this one. I just felt like it was a good, good idea, Joe. About the ending, I, I think he was trying to go for the more ooh, weird ending, and I, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I kind of I think it was a little more interesting. I'm more on their side with this. Uh, I like Sam Neill's always great, and he he he's kind of the reason I think I like it more than I should. I feel honest. like it's it's almost like a David Lynch movie, but but John Carpenter isn't a David Lynch kind of director, you know. And I yes. think I, I would love to see David Lynch make this. Yeah, someone who is a little more uh, willing to go for the weird, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I'd love to see like Ari Aster do something like this, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, there you go. that's. By the way, was that John Carpenter on the bike as the old man with the horrible mask? It seemed like that was John Carpenter. Probably, yeah, I think so. I believe it was. Might have been. It, yeah. it, it, it seemed it, it, it reminded me of body bags a lot. Mm. Yeah, I didn't see I anything didn't about that, but could be. Okay, well, we're on I'd, to the I'd dark like to see half. Wes Anderson redo this film. Oh, me too. Ooh, <laughs> he's got a new movie coming out. I know, and Fall oh. Two is come is coming too. What? Fall yeah. Two? I just heard Fall Two is being is gonna. They're making it. Oh, okay. Um, so to still, still falling, ying ying, ying ying ying. Uh, so yep, back to the dark half, nineteen ninety three. This was directed by George Romero. I had no idea he uh, directed this film. And um, I got to say, um, George Romero, man, he's a really good director. He really is. He's got he's got his own style. And, uh, yeah, I was really impressed with this movie, just with um, George Romero's uh, directing style. And he, he's got this. 
it was so polished than some of his other, you know, uh, films, you know, this uh, guerrilla warfare, you know, style. When he actually has a budget, man, he knows how to direct, in my opinion. Um, Michael Rooker was a surprise in this film. Uh, but I think he's a horrible cop. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know why I don't know why he didn't lock up Timothy Hutton at the very beginning. All these uh, murders uh, wouldn't have happened. And uh, I have to say one thing um, that I think George Romero really screwed up with was uh, these baby twins. Um, every time he put the camera on the twins, they would have a dub over with these cutesy um, baby, you know, Goo Goo Gaga kind of things. And it just took me out of the film. And it, and the fact that these babies were in like the climax, climax of, you know, the whole entire film and things are happening and it's supposed to be suspenseful. He would shoot to these babies and they would be dubbed over with these cutesy baby things, um, you know, sounds. And it just took me out of the film. And I hated that, hated that about it. Um, but I, I thought it was I thought it was good. It, it reminded me a lot of uh, just some of other uh, Stephen King uh, films with, uh, you know, authors and kind of reminded me a little bit of um, Secret Window um, has kind of like the same premise. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I was I was thoroughly enjoyed with uh, Romero's uh, uh, directing Joey. What did you think, Ben? I had never seen this before. This was on my list of movies that I needed to get to at some point in time or another. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, some of the visuals in this film were wonderful. I love the eyeball in the brain, the whole concept about his twin just got dissolved. And, you know, I love the fact that the kid at the beginning of this entire movie is wearing a Castle Rock High School t-shirt. Um. <laughs> Timothy Hutton actually does a fantastic job. I had grown to not like Timothy Hutton just because Secret Window is one of my favorite movies and he's an antagonist antagonist in it. Uh, the photographer character in this film at the beginning, very bizarre. And there's a phrase that he used, I think twice, uh, going to do it up brown for you. I don't know what that means. I never got around to looking it up, but I just that one caught me off guard. It's got to be a Northeastern term you know yeah i guess like if very I'm from stephen Castle king rock i know it yeah very yeah. stephen king right right and it was probably northeastern phrase like in 1955 probably you know he he kind of brings back that vernacular um th again some of the imagery that the turkey bleeding in the oven and his wife shattering like china i i loved those uh effects i thought they were fantastic the birds are creepy, and I agree with you, Mark. I wish they had done something a little creepier with the twins. They were really cutesy. I mean, it didn't take me out. I just thought that was a missed opportunity. I mean, they didn't need to go full like the Shining twins, but when you've got an individual who basically ate their twin in the womb or absorbed their twin, you would think there would have been a bigger play off of that with the fact that he had twins of his own. Um, this movie had some fantastic bubbling, bumbling cops. Um, like they, they didn't do a really good job when they were going to his editor's apartment and checking the place before letting him in. <laughs> it's like they cleared one room and said, all right, everything's okay. You can go right. back in. And then, you know, two minutes later, yeah, he's dead. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, and wasn't there like two cops already dead in there? It's like, so didn't the cops supposed yeah. to know the cops were in there? So why didn't they say, right. hey, Bert or Ernie or whatever? It's like, where are yeah, you? No, that was that was one of my notes too that they just walked in and said oh looks like everything's fine i'm like no look around the <laughs> look place around, you... take three steps into the building right exactly <laughs> i'll get you chinese but, food oh that's so yeah, nice in, on, on the whole i really did i enjoyed this film um i think the birds thing was creepy i was glad to see that you know getting pecked to death is just uh that's you know, yeah too many birds too many flapping moving parts so i i enjoyed it yeah yeah i i I, I I love the alter ego with Timothy Hutton and it was, you know, as George Stark, it was hit. That character was just screaming Stephen King, like back in the fifties and, you know, greasy. And he had these one liners and whatnot. So Stephen King and, and muscle I, car, yeah, muscle car and whatnot. He's got the one liner. He's got the cigarette dangling. And I love the transformation of him getting sicker and sicker because he's, you know, losing control of like the other half. I, I love that contrast of it. James, James, what do you think of this film? Yeah, this one kind of lies a little above uh, the, the in the mouth of madness for me uh, when it comes to um, comparing so far uh about movies about writers uh i like timothy hutton a little more than perhaps joe does <laughs> i've always been a fan of the guy uh and i also like the energy like i like i like what george romero did here like i like the i like the ambience i like the feel of it i like the characters it does feel it feels very stephen king to me it just feels like it belongs in that world i i think it could have been done a little better i think george romero as he's an look he's one of my favorite directors but he has a kind of cheapness to his style to an extent when you see certain certain of his films it's kind of maybe the acting in day of the dead it's not you know it's not detail it's not detail but with that said i think this and it's all it's interesting this was kind of based this you know kind of inspired partially by stephen king's you know him writing and under Richard Bachman, so it's kind of an autobiographical autobiographical story for him. It's an interesting, interesting movie. Not my favorite, but um, it held up a little better than I remembered. I kind of thought it'd be worse than it was, but it it's better than I remember. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it holds up. And yeah, you're absolutely right with the Richard Bachman. Actually, I got a little thing. This a uh, little story. It's it's not too long, guys. Don't worry. But um, I remember picking up a book, and it was a Richard Bachman book, and it was thinner. And I had no idea that uh, Stephen King was uh, Richard Bachman. And I was reading it, and I was going, man, this guy writes like Stephen King. He really writes like him. And I was so happy. I was, like, patting myself on the back when it was when I found out actually Richard Bachman was Stephen King. I was like, oh, I actually, you know, kind of, like – you know, no Stephen King's, you know, style of writing. So it was a little pat on the back for me. Matt. Yeah, my brother has the first edition um, hardcover of Thinner that said Richard Bachman. Yeah. Um, I I don't like this movie. I, I've never, I, I remember seeing it the first time I didn't like it. And I think it doesn't hold up any better now. I do like um, Michael Rooker. Uh, but as a cop, I mean, I hate movies where so much of the premise is based around cops just not doing their jobs. 
you yeah. know, and, and it's not even handled ironically or, or in a way that, that, you know, it's just, it, you know, he's being such a nice guy, even though he has every reason to believe that this guy's the a one who, time, Matt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> back in 1993, there were a lot more pre nine 11. They used to happen all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, it just, I, for me, it dragged and I, I really struggled sticking with it. Uh, I don't, I, I agree what you said about the, ch- the child is almost, it was almost laughable, the voice, but, um, I, Timothy Hutton was fine to me. It's not, it's, it's really doesn't in Amy Madigan, who sometimes I think can be a little uh, annoying at times. Uh, I, she didn't bother me that much in this either, but. Um, that's how it is, man. She didn't bother me that much. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, you know, the, I had no problem taking home the Oscar. But what yeah. what what other films was Amy Madigan in? I I mean, uh, I know I've seen her before. Crimes uh, of the Heart. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen that. Iowa baseball. Um, oh God! Jim, Field up, of I Dreams. Hear you very well. The Field of Dreams. Yeah, Field of yeah. Dreams. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, uh, she's well. She was in the Hunt. She was yeah, Field of Dreams. She oh was, yeah, yeah. She, she was, was in Pollock. She she's been Uncle mm-hmm. Uncle Buck. She's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, great. Yeah, great. Yeah. I like. She's married to Ed Harris, so right, going. right. Exactly. Oh, she is. Yeah. Oh, poor girl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's he's no. a show some respect. He's a great guy. <laughs> Ed Harris is awesome. He's no, no, crazy, no, but no, yeah. I love Ed Harris. It's just he. God, he scares the shit out of me. He's so angry all the time. Yeah, no, he's not. And like, if you see him, and he's so chill, he's oh, not he? like yeah. that. That's really totally cool. Yeah, I just I love, love the fact that uh, that Ed Harris almost punched out uh, James Cameron on the set of Abyss. I love that. <laughs> probably deserved it. <laughs> yeah, probably. probably did deserve it. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's not one of my favorites. Don't really care for it too much, but okay, here we go, guys. Here we go. Death Trap. I didn't watch it. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, I thought we were just watching horror movies. I don't. So. Yeah. I, I don't know if I had the energy for this. I don't. We oh, could just I skip know it. Do, dude. I, have, I don't think you have the energy for uh, what we're about Buck to up, do. Mark. Buck up. All right. Look Death at the name. Trap. 1982. Look at my name. Yeah, I saw it, Joe. It okay. says not a horror film. Joe's, Joe's got ready a to go. This is the same thing. Not a horror film. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. It is. It's a psychological no. thriller. So mm. here we are, guys. Death Trap from 1980. Mm. Okay, guys. Everyone go on mute. Every <laughs> every single one of you go on mute right now. Should we just hang out? Mute. <laughs> mute. Everyone mute. All right. Hello, Cinescare listeners. <laughs> Hello. Um, we are here. All right, <laughs> no, no little sound clips, no little sound clips. Damn it! Uh, Death Trap from 1982, directed by Sidney Lumet, uh, starring Michael Caine, Christopher Reeve, and Diane Cannon. Death Trap was a huge Broadway play in the 1970s, written by Ira Levine, who wrote Rosemary's Baby and uh, The Stepford uh, Wives. Now on Broadway. Uh, Death Trap was so popular, it went into the record books as the largest running mystery play in Broadway history. Don't even get in here. Mystery. I know you guys are going, it's a mystery. It's a psychological thriller, horror. Um, Black comedy. 
And yeah, it is a comedy. It is a comedy. I don't see color. Okay, so black there... comedy, not horror. Mm. Black comedy. Mute yourselves. Um, so uh, there was never any question that this was going to be into a movie, which was given two thumbs up by Ebert and Cisco and Liam Lacey from the Toronto. Uh, Globe and Mail says this psychological thriller is wonderfully absurd. Michael Caine plays a Broadway playwright who, after years being the golden boy of the theater, suddenly has a reversal of fortune. His latest play flops and he finds himself in a a financial crisis. Uh, But then an unsolicited, uh, unsolicited, Script arrives in the mail from a young screenwriter, uh, Christopher Reeve, who is a fan of Michael's and wants his advice on what he has written. And suddenly a devious plot is hatched where Michael will steal that script and murder Reeves. But just when you think what is going on, twists and turns are thrown at you. And this film turns into a wonderful kinetic psychological thriller that ranks high up in my favorite movie. You may unmute. Go ahead, guys. All right. Well, Hi, guys. One of us. I just hang on. You did none of this. What's that? You did none of this as Michael Caine. Well, no, that's no. True. Yeah. I, I was waiting for the Michael Caine impression. Were you, did you work on that? Even if impression? it was unsolicited. I, I worked on it, but it, it it's really hard to do. I, I guess I don't have the talent to do I'm it. I'm Michael Caine. I'm Michael Caine. And you're so all going to on. put me in a <laughs> penitentiary. I don't like, okay. That's just you yelling. You. <laughs> I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I I tried the low. See, I can't do it. It's, you know. Well, that's not bad. So, okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's the closest thing to modern Hitchcock, in my opinion. It reminds me of Psycho and Hitchcock's uh, underrated and hardly viewed rope. This is a psychological thriller. <laughs> Matt's uh, doing faces that I I'm usually do. Mark faces. Yeah. <laughs> what? Really? Huh? Yeah. No, I, I believe it's a psychological thriller. It does remind me of Rope. It, it, it is Hitchcocking. It's, uh, you know, uh, Ag- Agatha uh, Christie kind of like feel with mysteries. Mm. Um, it's basically, uh, uh, I mean, we have two sociopaths. Uh, playing out, playing like cat and mouse social in the pants? same room. <laughs> social paths. Unsolicited social paths. You yeah. know, you have two social, social paths. <laughs> you, Joe, you can go down the left down social path, path. Or you can go down, this can go down the right social path. Oh, uh, he's a real social path, that guy. God, God, oh. Joe. Maybe you should take the social media path. Joe, Joe, Joe last night was texting. He's going, you can't even say, uh, what was it? I forgot what word I said wrong on my voice. Pick a text. word. Pick a word. <laughs> Flip through the dictionary. Just stick your finger in there somewhere. Oh yeah. man, I love this film. I think it. I mean, I saw it in the movie theater back in 1982. My parents dragged me into it, and uh, I was scared to death because of the name Death Trap, and it scared the fuck out of me. And rewatching it, I love this film. It, me I re- too. You were a gentle child. At the time, <laughs> yeah, right? you were. You were it's ni- 1982. I don't even know how. I think it was like 10 years old when that 
or nine can years I, old when that film came out. Go ahead. In my Joe. review, can I just say I agree with everything Mark said, so we can just move on to a horror film? Absolutely not, Joe. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you think of this film? I thought Superman three was scarier than this. <laughs> that part with the robot at the end and the acid—that was far scarier. Oh, um, man. I, I don't know. I mean, it was. It, it was fine. It was a film I watched. Um, I don't remotely consider it to be horror. Mary Poppins is scarier than this. Wow. But, wow. Um, Mary Poppins is scarier was, than uh, Death Trap. All those penguins come alive, animation and everything. That's just weird. Jesus. Um, yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. Diane Cannon was gorgeous in it. It's just lovely. Yeah. I, I just, I don't have a whole lot to say about it. It's. She's a scream love, queen. I love the special it. effects. The blood looked a little too red for me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Matt? <laughs> well, this is, I mean, this is, I, I get, you know, that sometimes we'll pick a movie that is horror, a little horror adjacent or, or that there's stuff that's um, in the realm or whatever. But this is, I like think. Like Seven? This is pr- well, no, th- you can't compare this to seven. Seven is way more horror than this. It's not even close. Th- this is by far the least horror pick we've ever had. Now, I, I can't think of one that was less horror related than this, but it is a mystery and mysteries are in the general genre realm, <laughs> but well, I guess it's a mystery. I mean, I, I you know, it, it's it's more it's of three a, characters. Yeah, three, somebody yeah. had to do it. Th- who will do it is really what it comes yeah. down to because nothing was really right. done. It's not a who done it, uh, right? Yeah. Um, but I I think that this is one of those things where it was probably a really really good play, but yes, not every plague is ripe for mate being made into a film, and and sometimes it I, I think this needed some changing. It's hard to watch a movie that's that's set in one room like this, you know. And, and, and it doesn't, I mean, I guess Reservoir Dogs basically did the same thing, but misery, it was way better and misery is better than this. Uh, I didn't, I don't care for it too much. I think it's just a little, I think it's pacing is off a little. I think it's okay. I didn't, I didn't hate it. I wasn't bored. I was, you know, I, I had seen it a long time ago though. Joe was bored, but I wasn't bored. I don't Thanks, think man. of it as I don't think of it as horror. <laughs> My wife was watching it with me, and she was like, "Well, I'm not going to have trouble getting to sleep tonight." <laughs> oh my god! And, <laughs> and I, I like, and what I, are you watching Sesame Street for? I <laughs> I begged Matt. I said, "Please have Michelle watch this film with you, please." Yeah, no, I she, thought that was, I thought I, she was going to love it. Yeah, no, she didn't. And uh, she and then we watched something else, and she was like, "Man, he's like two for two on these." What was it? I think it was the. Uh, the dark half or something. <laughs> she was uh, like, she was like, Oh, did, did he pick a horror movie this time? <laughs> but, um, uh, it, yeah, I, I don't know. Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy, what do you think? Save me at a Jimmy. loss for words for a podcast. <laughs> I mean, don't take my side, James. There. Don't take my side. If, 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 if you want to go in, go in, you forgot his birthday. What oh, makes you think he's going to take yeah. your side? Why would I take your side? Um, on this, uh, I enjoy this movie. It's a it's a black comedy. It's like Harold yeah. and Maude. It's like 
it's like a, it's you like fucking a, asshole. It's it's not a horror film at all. Harold, I mean, Harold and Maude. Where did that terrifying. even come from? It's a dark comedy. It's a dark <laughs> comedy that's about death. This is about death. It's a play. It's a play, Mark. It's a it's a it's a it's a play. It's a stage play, and it's a good one. They did Sidney Lumet's a great director. He did Serpico. He did Dog Day Afternoon. This is a well made movie, and Ira Levin's a very good writer. He's Jimmy, a very good. Writer. Jimmy, would you agree that? mysteries are close you know they can generally often some of them anyway can sure. be can be kind of crossover or at least horror adjacent something sure. like clue that is a comedy but it's also a mystery and has some kind of i don't know if i'd mystery? say spooky but it's 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 closer to horror than this is by far right almost everything is closer to horror <laughs> than that if Jesus matt Christ. if you are horror and this movie is a very distant relative. I think it's so far removed that you could marry this movie and not worry about birth defects on your children. Our kids, oh, would, our yeah. kids would be fine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Your oh, kids would yeah, be fine. Sure. Yeah. This is about as horror. I mean, I honestly, I was more terrified by Paddington and Paddington two. Don't bring Paddington two. Well, it's a, bear you never well, know when that bear is going to yeah, freak out and, and do cocaine and to be fair it fair, happens paddington is paddington paddington one and two are two of the best films ever made they're fantastic movies paddington two so, is amazing i, I will say amazing. that and it's scarier than this film it's scarier than this it's it, look it's a good film mark it's a good film we're very proud of you but you're a nice boy you're a nice you're, boy you're telling you're look telling at you me go about you Look, look, you're telling me that when Christopher Reeve came out, it came through that window, all bloody. Of the closet? No, oh, my God. Out of the window. It was out of the window. Out of Well, yeah, it was a little bit of a plot twist because everyone thought he was dead. Oh, my God. Really? It was a scary scene. No. Kind of reminded me of Friday 13th a little bit. It was it was awesome. It was great. It was just like a <laughs> It was just like Evil Dead guys would like when they like when they she's cutting off her arm. Except it was nothing no, like that. It was no, like a, no, just like you know, it's kind of like the, like the wood rich. cabin. He came the through. Nickel. It's a, it's a, kind of like an eighties vibe. They're all wearing eighties clothes. It reminded me a little bit of Friday Thirteenth when he's like coming after her, and it, it was it it was it was it was excellent. This 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 can be scary. It, I mean, I mean, horror is different for everybody and a different, you know interpretations of horror i think i think this film has some horror elements in it a lot of mystery there's uh there's some scares in it some great screens by uh canon uh i i think she's one of the greatest uh screen queens ever yes she'd have to do a movie though she'd have to do more all right all right joe's uh uh, telling me to, to move to move it on to move it on so we're going to move on to, of course, Joe's favorite uh, film, I guess, of all time. And that would be no. Se- Secret Window. Not of all time. <laughs> Not God. of all time. Not of all time. But Joe seemed very, very excited about this film um, to review. Uh, so Secret Window, 2004, a successful writer going through a horrific divorce, is stalked at his remote lake house by a would-be scribe who accuses him of plagiarism. 
This is starring Johnny Depp, who was hot and fresh off the boat, just starring in The Pirates of the Caribbean. It also stars Maria uh, uh, Bello, John Totoro, and uh, Timothy Hudden, and the wonderful Charles S. Dunton. Directed by David Cope? Or Cope? Cope. Cope. Uh, directed by David Cope from Stir of Echoes, and uh, You Should Have Left. Um, I'm going to hold my uh, opinion on this film. Uh, let's go with uh, James with this one. Well, I think the first thing I, I did notice, Johnny Depp kind of looks like me in this movie. No. You yeah, need some blonde yeah. highlights in your hair. Yeah, I'll put those blonde, blonde highlights. highlights. In, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, it could work. Um, and, other than that, and, ringer. and a haircut. Nah, he's Shave. got long hair. So, um, I, I don't. I like this movie. It's fine. I, I, it wasn't really anything special, spectacular. I thought it was kind of. I just, I, I like Johnny Depp's performance. Uh, Totoro's fine. I, it, there's something I just felt very um, low energy. There was something about, and I, I thought it maybe would connect now because i saw it when it way back when it came out i just i was kind of bored honestly it doesn't uh it really doesn't work for me it's it's fine it's a fine movie and i get why people joe i i get why it's your favorite movie of all time <laughs> but it is it is well it is i think scary. i've been misquoted you may have it is scarier yeah. than death trap i will say that it's scarier yeah. than death trap yeah. so that's that's my review it's scarier than death, death trap all right, Joe, Matt. <laughs> Matt. Uh, well, at least it was a horror movie, you know. Uh, you know, I agree, Jimmy. I, 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 it's just okay. I, I didn't like it that much the first time I saw it. I thought it was all right. Um, I think the ending is I- incredibly dumb, um, and I, 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 I just don't like the ending. I don't like that thing that he does where he's screaming like his child. Um, I don't know if you've if you've seen rah, the, the rah, yeah the rah, rah rah thing at the end. Uh, at when I first saw it, I was like, "What the hell is he doing?" I, I thought the whole ending was was unintentionally comedic, and and then and then when I saw the 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 making of, he's talking about the fact that when he goes rah rah, he's he's doing what his this sound his son does, um, and it's just it. it I I found it kind of goofy, um, but you know, up to the ending, I thought it was all right. I thought it was just you know, it was just an okay, nice little um, movie. And I, I Johnny Depp is is good in it. I love Maria Bello. I think she's she's great and everything. Um, but it's just okay. John Turturro is is I you know always love him, but uh, it's just all right to me. Yeah, there was. Um, I was actually distracted by Timothy Hudden's uh, little bump in between his nose and his cheek. Did you guys uh, notice that in this film? It was very obvious. None of none of you noticed uh, it. Huh? I didn't notice. It yeah, was so obvious. I didn't notice it. 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 it <laughs> I, I, I don't know if he, if if he was growing a, a mold or or mold mole or whatever it was. He's growing mold. Yeah, spores. Um, well, I've been with, harvesting mine lately, right? Um, there were some wonderful uh, subtle scenes in this film <laughs> when uh, Depp and his wife and her lover and her lover uh, Timothy Hutton 
was in the lawyer's office and she takes off her uh, sweater and De and Deb glances over and looks at her breasts and she realizes he's, you know, looking, she pulls up the sweater. And I think that was just brilliant story, storytelling right there. I mean, it's telling the audience, you know, he hasn't been with a woman in a long time and it shows the emotional tears that this guy is going through, through a divorce. Um, I mean, if. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, there's I, I, the divorce was so interesting. And in what uh, I guess, you know, any man goes through, you know, a breakup or a divorce. I've never gone through a divorce. Um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, getting married, never been married. But it scares the shit out of me because going through that, I don't think I could even handle. Like when he uh, he grabs onto the phone and he's strangling it, you know, when he's talking to uh uh, his wife on on the couch. Um, that was wonderful. Um, I had no problem with this movie. Um, you know, it was a playful movie with uh, great performances, except for the poor casting of the great John Turturro. I did not like John Turturro in this film. I thought it was horrible casting. Every time yeah. I saw John Turturro in this film, it took me out of it. The, really? Yeah, the accent, the southern accent. I mean, place it on me. I maybe I'm, I'm just too ingrained with some of his other films, like Do the Right Thing, or well, it's whatnot. Basically, the same accent he has in Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Yeah, yeah, correct. But I mean, that film was great. This one, well, not yeah, so much. Yeah. You know, it, yeah. it was. It just took me out of it. I just, I mean, you could have casted i believe another actor for this part i love john Turturro, but man this is i think one of his worst performances i think i've ever seen and not just i don't think it's his fault he's just poorly casted i, I don't think he fit this uh this role um but yeah and another thing uh in this film the first kill doesn't happen until an hour and two minutes into this film an hour and two minutes and the kills were off screen that's not true that what the dog oh yeah oh yeah the fucking dog which was killed off screen too um yeah this this movie wasn't scary for me at all um i i wasn't bored with it i i enjoyed it i i enjoyed johnny in it it was great to see him little nuances of johnny Depp that you know he just seemed that he can't just get rid of like nowadays in these films that he does but I mean, it. I, I thought it was a good film. I loved the ending. Um, not so much. I I loved the fact that he kind of got away with it. That's what I enjoyed about it. Um, I I can't believe that he got away with it. It's like how do you not find any DNA, you know, throughout the whole entire house, especially when he beheaded uh, Timothy Hutton, which I absolutely loved. Right. Uh, well, and the other film. thing, the other thing I found so dumb was uh, that room with. What what's the name guy's name? Striker or what's his name? Shooter. Shooter. Like oh yeah. That shooter. room shooters written on every wall. It was like, like red rum. Yeah. You know, Sweet shoot Jesus, her. that was dumb. Yeah. 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 So uh Joe, uh tell us about your favorite film uh, horror film. So I liked this film. I still like this film. It is not my favorite mil film of all time. That would be Death Trap. <laughs> um, I first off, I love the cabin. I, I just think he's got a wonderful setup there. I love his relationship with his cleaning lady too. I just thought it was funny how he's 
uh, behind her back, always wanting to punch her in the back of the head. Um, the worst thing I think about this film is the fact that his dog gets killed. But um, I like some of the imagery in this. I, you know, there's a fight club ish type vibe to this all. And uh, the maroon jacket that he's wearing is kind of like Jack Torrance's jacket in The Shining and the whole shooter, shoot her and red rum that sort of tie in. Um, I like the I, I really enjoyed the, the imagery, the setup for the Magritte painting uh, where he's looking in the mirror and sees the back of his head. It's it's a it's a Magritte uh, reproduction. It's uh, it's in my notes. La Reproduction in Teradite is the, the name of the Magritte painting that they were trying to emulate in that film. Um, I don't know. I enjoyed that part. Uh, again, we've got bumbling cops. That cop is just absolutely terrible because he could care less about what's going on because he's too busy crocheting. And um, I don't know. That was about it. I, I, I agree with Mark. I like the fact that he gets away with it. I don't understand the thing that he constantly is doing with his jaw. They never really answer that where... You know, it's like he's trying to unhinge it or click it or something. Mm -hmm. um, Isn't that why yeah. he got he put braces on at the end or something? No, like he that? put braces on because when he was fighting with his wife, his wife kicks him in the teeth. Oh, that's and that's why, why his braces. mouth is all bloody. And then the next scene you see him when he goes shopping and he buys Morton Salt, which his name is Morton Rainey. And Morton Salt's tagline is when it rains, it pours. Oh my God. See a nice little tie um, in there too. Look at that little um, that's the first time that you see him after getting kicked in the teeth, and that's why he's got braces and he's got to get some things straightened out. I just, I don't know. I thought parts of this movie were clever enough that I was entertained. Uh, I've seen worse Stephen King films. I've seen worse films in general. Uh, I just, I always like this one. I don't know why. So fair that's enough. It. All right, well. and on to the last one. Uh, save the best for last. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it's Nets uh, Misery, 1990. Uh, it's one of my directed favorite. Directed by Meathead. It's directed yeah. by, yeah, yeah, All in a Family. Got it. Of all uh, people. Yeah, directed by Rob Reiner. Uh, I saw this movie in the movie theater, and the next night I went to see it again. Uh, then I bought the book, and um, I was in in-school suspension, so I read half the book, um, just page after page. Um, yeah, this is Stephen King, which in my opinion is up there with, uh, some of his best work, uh, ever written in my opinion, um, misery, uh, manifest, uh, manifested to life because Stephen King wrote the eyes of the dragon and it was somewhat of a children's book for his children to read. But once, um, it came out, it was panned by his fans because it didn't involve much horror in it and frustrated King felt like he, uh, was locked into uh, only horror and he uh, lashed out by writing his next novel misery um, a book about a author being trapped and kidnapped by his biggest fan it's a phenomenal book and when the great rob reiner who was on a hot streak uh, directing movies made a masterpiece in my opinion uh starring uh, james Kahn, uh richard farnsworth the lovely richard farnsworth i watch him all day which was a movie just about him and his wife. Um, and of course, the lovely Kathy Bates playing the bipolar serial killer Annie Wilkes, which won her a Best Actress 
in the Academy Awards, which I believe was well-deserved, well-deserved. Um, Matthew, help yeah, me this out. Is, this is a, a good movie. I, I like Misery, yeah. and I think it's a, this is an example of a movie that takes place mostly in, in a room and, and does it really well, but that's because the, the script is tight. The direction, mm-hmm. you know, Rob Reiner can direct. He, he knows what he's doing. He's, he's, and I wish he'd, he'd done more horror, frankly. You know, he, he'd done, I know he's known mostly for comedies, especially, uh, or dramas. I guess he did a few good men, but, um, uh, you know, when Harry met Sally and, and things like that. But I, I, I would love to have seen a little bit more of this kind of thing from him. But yeah, Kathy Bates is fantastic in it. James Caan, and I don't want to say he was the weak link, but he's he's not. I mean, I think Farnsworth is amazing and, and Kathy <laughs> Bates is great. But James Caan, you know, sometimes James, James Caan kind of rises to the level of what whoever he's working with. And I've seen him in some movies where he just seems like he's cashing a paycheck. But in this one, I, I thought he was really good and subtle and played off of Kathy Bates really well. I hadn't seen this one probably since maybe, maybe the nineties. I can't, I can't remember the last time I watched it. So it it had been a long time. I hadn't revisited it because it, it's one, it's, I think knowing what happens in this makes it even more tense to me. And I, and I, I think the tension in this is just so strong and uh, even knowing what happens, I'm watching it this time. Like uh, I, I felt the tension. I felt that that sense of dread. And uh, and part of that I think comes from that. I hate scenes where somebody breaks a leg. Uh, uh, you know, and not that I hate them, but I, it it those really get to me. You know, and that whole scene set up so wonderfully. The music and the her the way she goes about it methodically and, and sets it up. And he's like, Oh, please don't. And, and then we see it. Like I thought the first, I remember the first time I saw it, I thought they were going to cut away before she did it. I did not think you would actually see the, the breaking of the leg, but uh, wow, that was fantastic. Um, So this was, did you see it? Did you see it in the movie theater, Matt? uh, No, I actually saw it when it came out on video. Um. so I, no, I didn't see it at the movie theater, but, um, but yeah, no, it, it, um, that, that scene though, I was like, whoa, they showed it. I, I thought they'd cut away, you know, but, um, yeah, good movie. I like this one. This is probably, I think this is my favorite of the bunch for sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cause, uh, I, I remember when I was in the theater and when the hobbling uh, scene happened, I mean, the the crowd was just screeching just in, I mean, people were like jumping up. I, I, I I'll it. never forget it. I'll never forget it. And I wanted to experience that scene again with the crowd. And that's half the reason why I went the next night. I said, I got to see this again with, with an audience. Um, yeah. And in the, in the book, it's even worse. I mean, she chops off his uh, foot and uh, cauterizes this with a blowtorch, which is oh, even. Wow. Yeah, it's 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 much worse. And she also um, uh, cuts off uh, uh, Paul Sheldon's uh, thumb because he wouldn't release the ending of uh, of the book to her. And uh, so she cuts off his thumb. I mean, it in the book, it goes graphic. Graphic, graphic, graphic. Ooh, I'd love and, to see uh, a version like that. It, it, it would be, yeah, that would be a great uh, uh, Mike um, 
uh, Flanagan film to do, like on, on Netflix to to revisit uh, Misery and going straight with the uh, with what the novel did. That would be really interesting to see. I mean, I wouldn't be bothered, you know, if they uh, remade this film, going straight, you know, hardcore with the book. That would be that would be phenomenal to watch. James, what do you think of Misery? Oh, it's an excellent film. Um, Kathy is so absolutely stunning. And look, I, I I'm a big proponent of. I think horror movies get a very, very, very bad rap when it comes to Academy Awards. It's ridiculous because there's been so many great performances in horror movies that could at least get be in the running at least be nominated maybe not win i would even hell even vera farmiga and freaking the conjuring she was fucking fantastic in that movie so it was nice to see kathy get the respect for this role it's a superb performance superb I would I, I I agree with you, Matt. James Kahn is I think it's he has a subtlety here, which is better than some of the, his other performances. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the supporting cast. Frances Sternhagen, we didn't mention, I don't believe uh, she's just always right. terrific. Right. You know, always great actress. Uh, Rob Ryder really knew what, he 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 built the suspense so well. That like you're just kind of like, yeah, like you said, you know what's going to happen. You know exactly where it's going. Still watching that hobbling scene is just horrendous. It's just uncomfortable. Um, I'm almost, I don't, I'm, I'm, a, I would dis- defer from Clive Barker here or Mark. I would not want to see this remade. There is no reason to remake Well, that's, that's true. Yeah. There's just no reason. It's like, it's like if it's a, just a couple gore shots, I don't care. I want to see, I, like, is I, too many times we try to do that just to amp up the gore, amp it, and it loses the freaking heart of it. And this movie mm-hmm. is a well-made movie. This is an ex- exceptional, yeah. pro- easily one of the best top five Stephen King, this top five Stephen King re, uh, cinematic film versions. I oh yeah, possibly, possibly, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Joe, what do you think, buddy? Uh, I want to. First off, say, yes, I absolutely love this film. Um, as far as the, like, well, how I would rank... Richard Farnsworth is hands down my favorite character in this entire thing. Kathy Bates is second, and the sheriff's wife is third. I don't know that I agree with the subtlety of James Caan. Uh, from what I read, he was drunk most of the time. He lost an entire day's worth of shooting because he was so drunk, and when... Uh, Rob Reiner uh, was confronted about it by James Conn. Rob Reiner tried to cover and he said, oh, well, we didn't get that footage back from the lab. And it was, there was an issue there. So we have to reshoot it. And then later on, James Conn found out the real reason they had to reshoot it is because he was drunk so bad and his performance was terrible. So they threw it away. So James Conn actually offered to pay for that entire day's worth of reshoots. Cause he felt so bad about, you know, what he did to the rest of the cast in the film. Wow. Um, now that being said, yeah, I put him forth on my list, but I mean, it, he's still, I, I think a tremendous performance. What we see on film is, is fantastic. Um, I, I agree with what you said, Matt. Like I, can't believe they actually showed the hobbling although the one thing the one scene that they should have cut away a little bit quicker on is when kathy bates falls or the prop head 
falls and hits her head on the uh, the typewriter at the end. Uh, I went back and rewatched that a couple times, and that was um, not anywhere near as believable as the uh, hobbling scene, which is just tremendous. Oh, I never um, noticed that. It, it's it's yeah, not too and, believable. It no, yeah, I didn't oh, notice no. that at all. Go go back and freeze frame that one. Okay, yeah, it's yeah. worth saying. Um, I. I think Kathy Bates earned every single bit of praise. Oscar, in my opinion, was a no-brainer for her on this one. You know, she deserved every cock-a-duty vote that she got that year. Um, I also, uh, it's the saddest point in this entire film for me is when Richard Farnsworth gets shot in the chest. It's just, I hate watching that scene. It's like, oh, he was so close. It was it was uh, brutal, brutal. Yeah. What did such a brutal scene, death scene. Now you cared about him so much. And then you always think about his wife just going, she just lost yeah. the love of her life. It, it, yeah. It's so and I agree. If, if there was going to be another movie that has anything to do with this is I just want to like, there should have been a TV sitcom version of just the sheriff and his wife and <laughs> just solving mysteries and crimes throughout castle rock or wherever they were at. <laughs> That that's something I would have included every Tuesday night to watch. On I ABC. would have watched that. That's a good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, great film. Probably again, yeah. Despite uh, Secret Window being in here, it's still my favorite of the bunch that we watched. Mm. Yeah, it's as much as I love uh, Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford was offered this role before uh, James Caan, and I'm glad Harrison Ford did not take it. Did you know Bruce Willis did this on Broadway? Yes, and James Con. It was. Yeah. I, I guess it was pretty bad because he was dealing with uh, yeah. some uh, uh, disabilities that were coming up, and you know made him retire from acting. But mm-hmm. I guess you know some of it was uh, happening when he was on stage. So I guess yeah. he got some pretty poor reviews for that. But uh, uh, I, I forgot uh, Roseanne's sister. Uh, what's her name? Oh, dang it. Lori Metcalf. Yeah, she played Annie Wilkes, and I guess she was phenomenal as Annie Wilkes. I heard she was great. I heard she was the best thing in that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. So um, I apologize for some of the non-scary films, but um, I, I, I did enjoy uh, this topic because I picked it. But it was a nice little branch off from some of the films that we've been watching, you know. Make you think a little bit, you know, so author's themed. So I guess we move on to Mr. Matthew Speak. He's He's oh. been thinking about a great topic on the way. So take yeah. it away. Uh, well, this weekend, Renfield is coming out. So I thought I would do vampire horror movies uh, in celebration of Renfield. Uh, so we're going to start off with a uh, a kind of a hidden gem, definitely a hidden gem. This is one The Lost Boys? No. This no. is one that I saw a couple years ago on uh, and it's on YouTube or you can rent it on Amazon if you don't want to watch a movie on YouTube and it is called The Midnight Hour. Uh, this is starring uh, Sherry Belafonte, uh, Cindy Morgan from Caddyshack uh, and it and Dick Van Patten is in it. Uh, but it's Wolfman Jack. It's a, a fun one. It's a very you, you should have led off with Wolfman yeah, Wolfman Jack. Jack. Hell yeah, now yeah. <laughs> I've seen uh, this one. It's fun. Ma- it's a, it's actually, fun. Macaulay Culkin is in it. It's it's what? Uh, yeah. What the it's fuck? Wolfman Jack and Macaulay Culkin in the same film? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a it's what, a really what fun year? one. 
This is from 1980, 1985. And oh, it's a, it is a lot of fun. This is a fun movie. Um, I think you're really going to enjoy it. It's a hidden gem. You can find it for free on Amazon, uh, or I'm sorry, on uh, YouTube, or you can rent it on Amazon if you would rather not watch it on YouTube. Um, but I think you're going to enjoy it. It's, 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 it's one. Of, what was the movie that we saw recently that was a TV movie that actually looked pretty good? I can't remember what was the one. Um, oh, um, with the mailman. Um, yeah. Gosh, oh, what was that? The, this with the scarecrow. Yep. The what? It was Bad really for good. a while. Yeah, know. yeah, it was really good. I can't remember whose mo- pick it was. Was it Joe's or? It wasn't even a pick. It was just like a random movie that I watched. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, I'll I'll move on. But uh, then the next one, and we're going to stay in 1985, and we're going to stay fun, and that is a movie that I haven't revisited for a while, but I love. Oh, yeah, Fright Night. Hell uh, yeah! Starring oh, yes. Chris Sarandon, uh, Roddy McDowell, um, among others. Oh, and uh, or no, yeah. Uh, so this is a fun one. I I. I was going to pick Renfield as one of our picks, but not everybody knew whether they were going to be able to see it before we record. So I slipped Fright Night in there, which I think it feels like it's going to have a similar tone to Renfield, although I think Renfield is probably a little bloodier than than Fright Night, but horror comedy, right? Um, Next... We move up to 1993, Guillermo del Toro's film debut, Kronos. Oh, never let, seen it. Let me go back. Um, Fright Night is available on Pluto TV or for rent in various services. Kronos, uh, which is Guillermo del Toro's debut from 1993, this is available on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, and for rent on various services. And Kronos is spelled C-R-O-N-O-S. Mm-hmm. Have any of you guys seen that one? No, nope, never yep. seen it. No. Okay. I've seen all so far, but I'm loving the picks. Good. Um, hey, Matt. Yeah. It was Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. That's right. Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's very... Uh, it's not the same story, but it's very similar. Like, you'll be surprised that this was a TV movie when you see um, The Midnight Hour. Um. The next movie is from 1995. This one is The Addiction, starring Lily Taylor, Christopher Walken, Annabella Sciorra, Edie Falco, uh, Michael Imperioli. Who else is in this? There's a whole bunch of people in this. It's it's an amazing movie. Oh, Joe's going to love this one, Matt. Joe's going to love it. Is he? Or are you, are you laughing? Uh, He's this Matt. movie. Yeah. Are you going to do this one with your Christopher Walken impersonation? <laughs> My impersonation? No, I don't have one. Uh, <laughs> this is directed by Abel Ferrara, who directed one of my favorite finds of the last couple of years, Ms. 45. And uh, this is on Shudder. Or what, what's, what's the name of the film? The Addiction. The Addiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From 1995. It's starring Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor is quite good in it. I, I liked it a lot. Yeah. Uh, Talk and about more. Last but not least, this is from 2009. Thirst uh, from Park Chan Wook, who directed Old Boy, The Handmaiden, Decision to Leave, Stoker, among many others. He's a he is a master of of uh, Korean film, and so I know Joe's a big fan of Old Boy. 
Um, Old so, Boy Lady Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, yeah, three t- of the best revenge moves ever, period. Yeah. So this is uh, Thirst um, by him. So yep. we move on to um, South or to Korea, to Korean horror. So, so, so it's Joe big on, uh, Joe, are you big on um, uh, subtitles and slow moving horror? Uh, subtitles don't bother me. Slow moving horror does. <laughs> Although you were fine yeah. with uh, memories of murder. So, and that wasn't exactly, yeah. you know, yeah. so Joe, Joe will surprise you. Like, don't, don't, don't like count him out. Both versions of old boy, by the way. Yeah. And you're, yeah, he's a big fan of old boy. So you like the remake. Oh yeah. I liked I it. I wasn't a fan. Was not a fan. I love the original, but it was not a fan of the remake. Uh, and I don't know if I said it or not, but Shutter, or I mean, uh, the addiction is on Shutter, and Thirst is unfortunately not available on streaming, but it is available for rent on various services. So that's the only one that you need to rent. So again, that is the Midnight Hour on YouTube, Fright Night on Pluto TV, Kronos is on HBO Max, Criterion Channel, or for rent, the addiction again, and Thirst. So. Sorry, go. did you specify which Fright Night we're watching? The original, yeah, 1985. Original, okay. 1985. It's a good choice, man. Thank I like you, sir. They're pretty unique. I li- I've, I've seen them all, but I like I, I I think I like them all. There's one I'm not particularly sure if I remember, but yeah. I've I a, I, I've only seen Fright Night, so yeah, yeah, this is gonna be fun. I I yeah. thought one spinning was gonna be in it, but fortunately not. I guess no. No. Not a horror film. Now, the other thing I will say is if you get it's a, horror adjacent. <laughs> yeah. If you get a chance to see uh Renfield, we can talk about it in our new releases part or whatever. So I didn't want to make that one of the picks in case people wouldn't weren't gonna get it unless any of you guys weren't gonna be able to get a chance to see it before we record next time. So uh but Definitely if you do it. see it, then we can we can talk about it during our new release part. So yeah. Uh, so that will be it for next time. So, uh, any, any announcements, anything we need to say, Joe? No, no, we've got, go to our, I can think of, go to www.cinescarehorror.com and buy our merchandise. Also, why don't you pop over to Amazon, buy my book, the last house or my book, uh, uh, devil's Glen, Crow Creek, any of those Crow Creek. Yeah. Mark likes them. Yeah, Mark's like Mark liked uh, the last. That's house, a huge so. endorsement. Yeah, yeah. It is. he was afraid they were going to suck. No, Wait, he was, gonna, he was afraid it was going to be terrible. Well, yeah, um, I, I didn't know. It was great. Mark liked it. So will you? I understand. Like if somebody asks you to read their book, it's it's a little <laughs> or see their movie. It's you know, it's a little nervous. It's a little daunting, but yeah, it it, it, yeah. it worked out perfectly. Or design awesome. a logo for me. Oh, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Your logos are great. I know that. He's just chiming in. Yeah. Really. All right. Well, Trying to relate. That's it for this time. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Night. Good night. Oh, fucking shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Come on. Come yo, on. yo. What's up? What's up? Yeah. My name is Superfan Mark. This is Cinescare. We're going out. Getting hit by trees or cars. I ain't a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Cars? I'm so confused. Everybody, look around. 
Everybody look around. Can't you see? I'm nice and safe and sound. <laughs> I got nothing, man. I got nothing. I can't. I can't do it again. I can't. I can't do it again. <laughs>